All right. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, wet week down here in Jacksonville, Florida time. Here it's a little wet up there in Knoxville, Tennessee time. But that's okay, guys, because guess what? It's still fall time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker, Patrick Brown coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida at our undisclosed location in our hotel, which I would never, ever give away the access to. I'll never tell you where we are because, as we all know, our good friend Patrick Brown is a very, very private person. We've established this a long time ago. I guess, Pat, did we decide we're calling this, uh, is this day one or day two for Tennessee here in Jacksonville? This is day two. This is the second day that Tennessee's been here. Uh, they got here late Saturday night, but so Sunday, if you want to, or if you want to say Sunday was the first full day, okay, I'll give you that leeway. But this is the second day in the month that they're here. Yeah, that's 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 what we're gonna go with. And as the first day in, uh, I guess the first full day that we've we've decided, the first full day Tennessee was down here in Jacksonville, the Vols were in the same spot they were five years ago. They were over at the University of North Florida, which is a Division II school that actually has a pretty nice campus, some pretty decent athletics facilities. Uh, Tennessee was out there at Hodges Stadium, is I believe the name of it. They have uh, they don't play football at UNF, uh, the Ospreys, uh, for those keeping score at home, the UNF Ospreys. They don't have a football program there, but they do have a, a good track and field program. they got a good soccer program so they have a nice stadium there seats about i don't know a few thousand people uh, and it's got two fields uh, right next to each other so tennessee's able to go through a full practice uh, and the vols were able to do that uh, on sunday afternoon uh, a little bit wet there at the beginning of practice you had a florida native tim jordan aka buff hamster uh, they're firing everybody up for practice telling everybody it was great florida weather i think a lot of guys are wondering why they're sitting there getting rained on and you got tim jordan saying it's okay guys it's florida this is beautiful florida weather uh, and tim jordan's one of those guys that jeremy pruitt's mentioned time and time again just gets fired up for practice every day and you could tell that out there on saturday and as i mentioned earlier the vols did have uh, you have two full practice fields there so you can kind of go offense on one field defense on the other for individual periods and you can get a lot of work done uh, and i think uh, from what we saw from the vols today uh, they weren't in full pads they were in shoulder pads and shorts but it seemed to me pat like there was a good tempo to practice a good spirit and i thought the focus was kind of where it needed to be yeah i want to i want to say three things i got three points right here uh first of all talking about the weather early on um <clears throat> in tennessee's practice at one point it the hardest that it was kind of raining it was it never really rained it was just kind of misting kind of spraying uh, the sun started coming out, and so <laughs> there's a huge rainbow like right by the practice field. Um, I'm sure I, you might have seen it on Twitter. I'm sure people put it. Somebody put it on Twitter. I'm sure uh, I saw a lot of people taking pictures of it. I've got photos of it. Um, so that that was. I don't know if that's a good omen or a bad omen for the Vols. Uh, second thing, and somebody pointed this out on the checkerboard, uh, our message board at Go Vols 24 seven. Uh, and I don't remember who it is, so I apologize if you're a listener to the podcast. Identify yourself in, in the podcast thread. Um, but they wondered, if this wasn't a football field, how did Tennessee get goalposts? Now, there were goalposts out there, and they had Tennessee, and they had the, the black goalpost pad with the power T on them. So maybe Tennessee brought brought their own. I mean, uh, that sort of ter- carries me to my third point, is that uh, access is a little bit different for us for these bowl games because 
it's sort of a moving operation and you see just like the army it takes to get a division one major sec football program to basically up and move its operation from knoxville to jacksonville which is what 10 hours away um i'm not sure uh how many equipment trucks it took to get everything that you need uh to go through a regular practice and everything you need to uh, you know, have equipment for every every player on the team, all that stuff. Um, but uh, Roger Frazier and, and his guys, managers, equipment staff, shout out to those guys because those guys have been working hard for a few days now to make sure that, that everything is in place for the coaches and the players. But, yeah, I would say a lively start, you know, uh, just watching practice. You know, Jim Chaney's out there cutting one-liners like he normally does, uh, saying some funny stuff, uh, but also demanding that, uh, that Tennessee focus on its execution and, and – um, and, and maintains his focus. And that's something that, that, you know, when we talked to Jeremy Pruitt before practice, and I think you asked him, Wes, about kind of how he goes about these these postseason games. And uh, he kind of says it's like, you know, games during the regular season. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's okay to have fun on these trips when it's time to have fun, but when it's time to practice and time to get ready for the game, which is the main reason that Tennessee's down here, they're, they're down here to win this game on Thursday, uh, it's time to lock in and get focused and get better and, and get ready for Indiana so you can – uh, play at your best so and I think we saw a little bit of that today and um, and certainly Tennessee with a couple more days of practice to carry out through the week we'll, we'll have other chances to do that and, and get ready and make sure that they are uh, in the be- best position possible for for Thursday's game you know to answer your point there about the the, the goal post pad I'm, I'm not sure but I think UNF used to play football I don't know if it still does I, I, I mean I know it still doesn't but I, I think it might have used to play football but the other thing is this is a designated practice site for the Gator Bowl every season. So I wonder if the, the Gator Bowl probably maybe just, just bought a couple of those and, and stores them over there. But you made a really good point, and I would not have thought to mention this, Pat, and it's a really good point about the the amount of work it takes to move a Division One football team 10 hours down south. Uh, because you've got, you know, just to get the players over from the hotel to, to – to the practice field because uh, you know Tennessee I believe is staying over there near Sawgrass TPC of Sawgrass uh, the, the famous uh, 17th green there that everyone knows all about a uh, beautiful golf course one of the best in the country uh, they're staying out near that way and so it takes like five buses or so just to get the players uh, over there to practice and and then you have to bring all the equipment for everybody which is all the shoes all the shoulder pads all the helmets all the gloves and, and, and you think about other things too when you look at players during practice and you see how many of them are spatted up, how many of them are taped up, how many of them are ready to go for each practice, stretched out everything, that takes a ton of equipment. And, and you know, Roger Frazier, Max Perot, and all those guys, uh, they're some of the best in the business. Even when Tennessee has not been great at football, those guys have been some of the best in the business at what they do, and they've done a great job moving this operation down here. And, and I thought that practice looked pretty good. I really liked the, the point Pruitt made, and the reason I asked him that was because he's been a, a part of some teams, you know, at, at Bama, Florida, Georgia State. You know, they've they've won championships. They they've been uh, they've played conference championship games. They have played in bowl games. Uh, in some cases, they've played multiple playoff games to win a national championship. So he's been a part of some staffs that have basically been in situations like this for a long time, uh, and in bigger moments, to be quite honest. So I, I wanted to know how you divvy up your time between. How focused are you on football versus how focused are you on letting the guys have fun? Because I remember uh, just when when Tennessee with Butch Jones went to the Outback Bowl 
and they had a beach day and like only the walk-ons and redshirting players got to go to the beach day. And I, I kind of at the time and still do think that was stupid because these guys are coming down here. This is a reward for them playing throughout the season. They, they've been watching film. They've been working out. They've been doing everything they need to do. You're not going to let them go swim at the beach for like two hours. I don't get that at all. And I, that's why I liked Pruitt's answer about that because he said, you know, there's some fun things to do. You know, there'll be a couple fun things that Tennessee has on the schedule uh, for Monday and Tuesday that we'll be talking about uh, later in the podcast. And, and there's some, some fun things that go on with the bowl game, and you want the guys to go have fun a little bit. Uh, and really, when you think about it, when you're in the regular season, you know, you're spending this much time on football every day. Uh, but then you've also got classes and other things. Now they've got basically, what, 12 hours of their day when they're not doing football stuff uh, to go have some activities. Uh, you know, as Step Brothers would say, so much room for activities. And I, I think that it's good to let these guys go do that. You know, let them go unwind a little bit. This is, in theory, supposed to be a reward for the players, is it not? So let them go out there and do that. But as for the football itself, once practice actually started, uh, I did like the tempo. I liked the way they went about their business. I thought the quarterbacks, at least for the times we were out there, I thought the quarterbacks looked pretty sharp running the ball. Uh, I didn't see a lot of a lot of balls on the ground despite it raining. Uh, and one thing that really caught my attention, Pat, was I think you and I have both been pretty clear about this. When we came down here, uh, we said that we would be surprised if Brandon Kennedy played. And I'm not willing to sit here and say Tennessee Senior Center is going to be back out there for this game uh, because it's a long way from running around a little bit in practice to going out there and playing in a game. Uh, but he went through drills uh, with Tennessee's players. He went through individual workouts. And when he was out there, he was, one, snapping to, to Jared Garantano, and, two, he was lined up with Trey Smith and Wanya Morris next to him. So we know those two guys are starters. So if they're giving Brandon Kennedy reps, you know, it's not like they're having him out there with the second team or the third team just in case he's ready to go. They've got him out there working with the ones a little bit and snapping to Garantano. So that, to me – indicates that at least if you would have taken a snapshot 24 hours from now when we're recording this you know a little bit before midnight on Sunday night slash Monday morning we're going to release it just after we get this chopped up um, try to make it as fresh as we can but if you would ask me 24 hours ago I would have told you I still don't think he'll play now I'm I'm not so sure about that yeah I think based on you know what we saw in practice on Sunday that there's a chance Kennedy could play and and Jeremy Pruitt said before practice that, that Kennedy has done a little bit in practice uh, and said he'd be sort of a game-time decision. So they'll just kind of have to monitor, it, uh, monitor him throughout the week and see. Um, he, he started practice sort of uh, over on the stationary bike with a couple other guys um, to kind of get warmed up. <clears throat> and, and so, obviously, they, they have a plan with him. I don't think that, uh, you know, Kennedy, neither, uh, neither Kennedy nor Tennessee are going to really push the envelope. I mean, this is – uh, this is an important game, but uh, you don't want to risk something that could that could be uh, you know have have in, an impact further down the line. So uh, we'll just have to see what he does on on Monday and see if he continues to uh, to progress and and continues to um, you know look like a guy who could play. And, and we'll see. I mean, um, like 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 you said, Wes, I was not expecting him to you know when we got down here, but uh, based on what we saw Sunday, it looks like there's at least a chance that Kennedy could. Could be back there, and Tennessee needs him. I mean, he's their best center. He's a really important piece on the offensive line, and, and Jared Garantano said it uh, after practice on, on Sunday that, you know, Jerome Carvin and Riley Locklear have, have done a good job getting increased work at center over the past uh, few weeks of bowl practices, but, you know, Kennedy is, is an important piece, and they, they need him up there, and they'll, they'll be in a better situation if he's 
uh, able to play, and we'll just have to see how that develops throughout the next couple of days. And I think this is kind of a natural segue into going to this break here in just a second, because when we come back from break, you're going to hear not just you're not going to hear us talking. You're going to hear a few interviews. You're going to hear us speaking with Jeremy Pruitt on Saturday. You're going to hear us speaking with Jared Garantano on Saturday, and you're going to hear us speaking with Trey Smith on Saturday. And one of the things Trey Smith talked about, you know, he got a lot of questions about the NFL stuff, and we'll talk about that later too. But what I thought was interesting was that he was asked about Brandon Kennedy and, you know, someone asked, Hey, you know, Trey, you've obviously had some health issues. Now Brandon has injured himself again. You know, is there anything you can say to kind of pep him up or kind of keep him lift his spirits while he's going through some of this stuff? And, and Trey kind of said, well, our, our health situations are very different, uh, which is obviously true. But then he said, to be frank, that he thought that, and we've heard this before, we've heard Jeremy Pruitt say this before. We've heard other people say this before. He said Brandon Kennedy was the most mature player on this football team. Uh, he, he said that as if it were just like he was reading from an encyclopedia, that he thought Brandon Kennedy was the most mature guy on this football team and maybe the smartest guy on this team. And we know how mature Trey Smith is. So for Trey Smith to be saying something like that about somebody, uh, that's a pretty big compliment. And he said that, that he thought Brandon Kennedy would do everything he could to get ready to play, but he wouldn't put himself or his team in a bad situation. You know, he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't make things bad. If he couldn't play, he would say he couldn't play. And if he could, he'd go out there and protect himself. So there's plenty to talk about. We're going to go to break, step away, uh, listen to uh, some advertisements, uh, some good old-fashioned uh, products and services and in-house ads and all those other fun things. And then when we come back, uh, you're going to hear us speaking with three people. You're going to hear us speaking with Jeremy Pruitt. You're going to hear us speaking with Jared Garantano. And you're going to hear us speaking with Trey Smith. And then we'll come back from break, and we'll wrap all that up. So uh, stick with us. Hang with us through this break. And then uh, hear some people who are more athletic uh, than, than the two guys right here on this podcast right now. Hashtag ad. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, we had uh, nine really good days uh, before we came down. Uh, really kind of before the Christmas break, so I uh, got a lot of work in, a lot of physical work, so it was good for our guys. Uh, kind of kept the practices short and uh, a lot of competition with the ones, twos, and threes. And, uh, the guys responded the right way, really spent the last uh, uh, two days uh, working on Indiana, and, and uh, so we've had good work there, too. How much would you, would, how much do you think the impact or the outcome of this game will impact your own assessment or how you view the season, big picture? Well, um, the last five games, we've played really well. Um, before that, we, we kind of started moving in the right direction. So uh, we want to finish. Uh, we're going to remember this game um, for a long time. And we've got some seniors on our team that have really worked hard to turn this program in the, in the positive direction. And we want to send these guys off the right way. Do you know if Brandon's going to practice this week or what's the, the latest event? Yeah, he's practiced uh, a little bit the last couple of days. So uh, we'll see. It'll be really a game time decision. 
What stands out to you about Indiana's offense as you prepare for them? You know, they're very well coached. They give you a lot of different looks. I think they're physical up front. They're big. Um, quarterback makes good decisions. They've got three three good runners. Um, their tight ends are physical in the C area, and um, one of them uh, is the second leading receiver. They have some playmakers on the outside, so do a really nice job. How do you think your team responded coming back from Christmas break, getting all set to come down here to Florida and practice? Good. Our guys, have, they've been real excited about the opportunity, and like I said, we've had really good practices every day. You may not make a trip for you guys. No, everybody's here. I know you shot away from heaping too much praise, but is there a young guy or young two or three guys from, that, that have really kind of taken this you know, set of practices and used that as a nice springboard to this point? No, I think it's been good for everybody. We have so many young guys in our program. A lot of guys that have played a lot of snaps uh, this fall. This was just a chance to go back and go back kind of to the ABCs uh, of installs and start over, and it's been good for all of them. Jeremy, are there a couple of offensive linemen, maybe, or at least one of the young guys that you expect to have a better opportunity in this game with some of the numbers issues there? No, it's, it's uh, you know, obviously, you know, we've kind of moved everybody up two spots, right? So a guy like Chris Aperigny uh, is a guy that, you know, can play in his fourth game. So um, he's a guy that could possibly play. Is Keeks and Harris, is that, is that move just a uh, Hold on one second. Hey, Will. Will, go. Can y'all just slide over there? Yeah. Is the, is the Kings and Harris move just a, a, a short-term deal because of the numbers right now with the offensive line, or, or is that maybe looking at him on the O-line again a, a long-term solution for, for where his position is? Well, it was good for us to, to give him a, a, uh, an opportunity to look there. You know, we've done it a fall ago, uh, so he had some carryover. Uh, he's actually looked really good there, so uh, it's something we might continue to look at. It's something that we've talked about. When this game's over with, we'll go back and reassess with him and, and kind of see what he thinks. As you look to next year, how would you describe the impact of losing Marcus and then Ryan? Well, you know, those guys done a good job for us. Uh, graduated uh, really good for our program. Uh, and it was an opportunity for them, you know. So um, they didn't get to play as much as they want to play. They want to play, you know. So we had guys that performed better this year that gave us a better opportunity to have success and they understood that it's kind of a it's part of football there are some guys beyond just marquez and josh who will have chances to step up with juan being out for the first half well ramel keaton tyler bird um cedric tillman you know those three guys what, are you, what have you seen from eric grace and you know he obviously had that career performance dynamic performance against vanderbilt and now uh the extra practices have you seen kind of some continued growth from there you know, Eric's worked hard all year. Uh, obviously, the last game he, he played really well and, uh, you know, kind of got the hot hand. So, all, you know, between Eric and Ty and Tim, all those guys have competed well during bowl prep. Jeremy, you've been around a lot of teams that have had a lot of success in, in the postseason. Is there a secret formula to handling it? You know, do you kind of let the, make the guys stay locked in all the time or do you keep them locked in but then let them kind of goof off a little bit when they're not on the field? How do you handle that kind of stuff during bowl prep? I don't think it's any different than um, when school's going on. You know, when you come to practice, you get ready to practice. You know, the difference is you, what are you doing the other 12 hours of the day? You know, so uh, I think guys that have maturity and, um, 
you know, want to take advantage of the opportunity to be good, they, they do that. Have you had conversations with Trey about what his future holds beyond this whole game? We have, uh, and it's something that we'll sit down when this game's over with and talk about again. So to your knowledge, he hasn't decided one way. What does it mean uh, for you to see some guys that haven't been to a bowl game beyond just the freshman? Everybody else the last three years, guys going to their first bowl game. What has it been like for you to see those guys get that experience? Well, um, uh, the guys are excited about an opportunity to play. Uh, you know, it's a big deal to them. These guys like football, so it's a chance to improve and get better every single day. So they've taken advantage of it. When did the protective brace come off? Uh, maybe last week I was able to get more flexibility in it. I mean, it's still a little banged up, but nothing, no tape can fix, you know, so it's all good now. And just been rehabbing a lot and trying to get it better. Yeah, How's it feel with just the glove as compared to, you know, when you're wearing the brace? It feels a lot better. I mean, a lot, a lot more mobile. I'm able to hold the ball with my left hand. I don't have to just hold it with one now, so I definitely like it a lot more with two. What did you think of practice today? It seemed like you guys were lively early on. Yeah, it was a good practice. I mean, we came out here with a lot of good energy, and we were really excited to get better today. And we have a big opponent in Indiana that we're looking forward to, so we knew that we had to good, have a good one. When you watch them on film, what impresses you about their defense? They're, they do a lot of things on defense. You know, they switch up really every game. They, their defensive line, uh, linebackers are really a good good uh, group there, and their DBs actually make a lot of plays. Their corners are really good, and they're going to be a tough test for us, and we're ready for it. Have you seen uh, the other wide receivers kind of step up? You know, Duwaka be out for the first half yep. on Thursday. Other guys stepping up, Tillman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cedric, uh, Rommel, and uh, Z have really been doing a lot of work. I mean, they've been getting a lot more reps because Jawan's out, so we're going to rely on those guys in the first half, and then when Jawan comes back, we expect a lot of good stuff from him. How do you feel uh, working with Brady? Oh, uh, good. He's coming back a little bit, trying to ease into some things, but Jerome's been doing a really well job, and so has Riley Locklear. But it, having BK back there would be really a lot of help. What are you looking forward to most this week? The game. But um, oh, what am I looking forward to the most? I get a lot of family time. A lot of my family's coming down, so get to have New Year's with them different, in a different place other than my grandma's. So that should be some fun down here, and we got a lot of nice weather. What are the emotions for you? I mean, you we're on the roster in 2016 as team made a bowl, but first time playing in a bowl game. What are the emotions playing in a bowl game, and how does it compare to a regular season? Oh, very satisfying. I mean, you get a lot of bowl game practices, so that actually gets the whole team better, and you get to sites like these, and it's really beautiful here. We get a lot of team bonding time, and being able just to be away from Knoxville and be with just our team throughout this whole long season really means a lot to us, and we're excited to get the opportunity to play one more with our seniors, and we want to execute very well in that game and come out with a W. How much credit? Getting the yeah. brace and everything off your hand, and, you know, a little more free, I guess you might. Yeah, it felt good. I, I was a little nervous having it off for a little bit. I have a lot of a lot of damage in there, a lot of screws, a lot of those things. But having it off feels a lot better, and I should be all right for the game. Was this the first practice without it? Uh, it might have been like third or fourth. Focus and motivation are kind of always, you know, talked about a lot during bowl season. What was kind of Jeremy's message to you guys before y'all got on the plane to come down here? Yeah, yeah. Like he said, we have business to take care of, and we want, like we said before, we wanted to finish the season out on the streak. And we have one more to go do so, and he's been harping on that. And we, we're supposed to have a lot of fun together as a team, but in the end, all be all, we came here to win a football game. How do you kind of see this as the last game of 2019 or kind of a stepping stone for what you guys hope to build in 2020? A little both. I mean, we have a lot of seniors that have put in a lot of time here, so we don't want to look forward into the 2020 season so much. But we know that going into the next season, this team is going to need this win, and we want to build this into recruiting. Down the road too much. Whenever the game's over, you know, I'll be able to discuss that a lot more. Is your mind truly still not made up, or are you just 
you, do you have your mind made up? And you're just yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I'm still going through the process right now. I'm just trying to play everything out. But mostly right now, I'm concerned about Indiana. Just make sure I do the right things with zone and pass protection. I, I know you don't want to talk about this. This is the last question I asked. How do you compare going through this to going through the recruiting process in high school? Talking about like the NFL thing? Well, just the decision. Because, I mean, you, know, the, you, you, have to, you have to make that decision on both ends. Yeah. I mean, it's very similar. Uh, no, it's not. I wouldn't say it's similar. You don't get to choose. You know what I mean? Um, if you're fortunate to get picked, you are. But you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily just call it recruiting. I think in terms of recruiting, if you're like a 14-year or like an eight-year veteran, you're putting up great stats, and all the teams are coming after you. But I wouldn't compare it like that. How's it feel coming back? You know, you guys got a couple of days to rest, kind of chill out a little bit. You get back to the practice field last week, and you get down here. How's it feel? How's it feel? Feel good. Yeah, it was fun just being down here. Uh, different scene. Uh, it was really humid when we first got here, so it was like, oh, here we go again. Uh, but, you know, it's always sort of fun. It's interesting being in this day for me. How much does somebody like Brandon Kennedy have to rely on you, maybe a little bit good advice coming back from injuries or whatnot, him just pushing through towards that? Oh, I wouldn't say be care a lot of me at all, you know, since we're just way different boats and learns what we have, what we've endured. But, you know, uh, BK is wise beyond his years, honestly. Probably the most mature player we have on this team, if we're being quite honest. So, you know, he's never going to do anything to jeopardize himself. I mean, obviously, he's fighting through it, man. He's doing everything he needs to do every day. He's the ultimate competitor. He's always writing notes and meetings. You can't ask for a better player than them. When you look at Indiana, what do they do up front uh, that, that, that impresses you? And what will you guys have to do well to, uh, to move the ball and have success up front? Yeah, uh, they're just, they have a lot of different fronts. They do a lot of different um, movement things, and, you know, from a defensive standpoint. I mean, it's the last game of the season, so I wouldn't be surprised. We see a lot more exotic stuff than we have before. Uh, but, you know, hats off to that program. They do a lot of good stuff on defense. Uh, how much film study did you do on Indiana before you came to Jacksonville, and how much more will you do while you're on this road trip? Uh, being quite honest, not much. Um, I looked at them. I watched all their games, you know, just sort of looking at that. But uh, my main focus is just, like, the players I'm going to go against. But, you know, especially yesterday now, I was able to watch a lot of film, just take it in a little bit better, uh, just to get a better um, feeling and understanding about their movement and what to expect a little bit. What's, uh, what's the, what are you sort of looking forward to most this week? Uh, being excited for this bowl experience. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you want to do this week? I want to hit the beach, <laughs> like, soon. Because <laughs> I saw I hit the beach. Uh, honestly, man, just hit the beach, get some seafood, and just chill, man. I got my Xbox and my Nintendo Switch. I'm waiting to get on this. So. You a good top golf player? Uh, I can't, man, I can't even swing a golf club. They never have my size, so it's just like I've never had a – a real like chance. <laughs> Trey, you know, if you're a if you're a guy who's who's a senior, you know, you go into like a senior day knowing it's my senior day. You go into a bowl game knowing this is it. When you're in the kind of the, the, the decision mode that you're in right now, do you have to put that in the back of your mind like this? You know, this could be it. You know, going through all this stuff for a final time. Not really. It's like riding a bike, man. Getting out there, put my helmet on, just go to work. You know, I think I always look at it the same way. Um, you know, if it's like. I'm about to retire or something. It's my last game. I think I would look at it like that. But, you know, you never know what time's going to be your last time. So I always try to play with as much passion as I can. Jared's got the, got the brace off now. How's he <laughs> looking out there, you know, with maybe a little more free? With yeah, Jared's feeling great, man. Uh, he's playing with a lot of confidence, you know. Um, I mean, he's balling now, what can I say? He's leading the offense extremely well. He's doing a great job. He's a great vocal leader as well. He's getting a good control of us all.
Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you may or may not have heard uh, just a second ago. As always, you're not morally, ethically, uh, spiritually, contractually obligated in any way, shape, or form to listen to those commercials, uh, but we, we appreciate those people who, uh, who actually go listen to those because that helps us at CBS Sports, that helps us at 24-7 Sports, helps us at Go Vols 24-7, and it might even help you. Uh, let, you know, we don't know what the products are going to be. We don't always know. Uh, at some point in the future, I'm sure we'll be reading the ads, but as they are right now, we don't know what they are. So maybe you got a little bit of a you got some uh, you got some gift certificates or you got some 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 cards or something, some gift cards just burn a hole in your pocket after the holidays. You load it up on Christmas and you're like, what do I do with some of this stuff? Well, maybe maybe we'll have something good for you. You never really know, so pay attention to that stuff. Uh, you just heard uh, a moment ago, and in, in the second segment, you heard us speaking with Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee's football coach. You heard us speaking with Tennessee quarterback Jared Garantano, and you heard us speaking with Tennessee junior offensive lineman Trey Smith. And I think straight away, uh, the most interesting thing is one, Jared Garantano did speak about his his hand and how everything looks pretty good there now. He just has some tape on that now and then just a regular glove he didn't have any more of that michael jackson looking big glove thing on there anymore so it looks like he's really used this break over the past few weeks to kind of get healthy which is exactly what he needed to do uh, but i think obviously one of the most pressing things will be what everyone knows which is that trey smith has a decision to make after this football game tennessee's junior offensive lineman uh, could either come back for a senior season uh, or he could decide to go pro. I don't know that there's much we can add about that right now, to be honest with you. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt and Trey Smith have had conversations. They've talked about it a couple times. I believe they'll talk about it again after this game. Uh, and if what I'm hearing is right, Trey Smith does have a tough decision to make because I think, uh, from from what I've been told anyway, I think he's got some – I don't know if he, these are, are firm responses from the NFL Draft Advisory Committee or whatever you call it, um, but I, I think he's hearing a lot of mid-round stuff. You know, Some people think maybe he could go up in the second, but I think mostly you're hearing a lot of mid-round talk right now. If that's the case, he's got a decision to make, but bottom line is – uh, even if he has made a decision and he insists that he hasn't, I've heard it from him and from two other people in the program. I trust that he has not made that decision. Uh, even if he had made it, you're not going to hear anything about it till after the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and that's how Trey is. He's 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 focused on on being uh, with his team and being in the moment um, and, and wanting to finish in this season out strong. For uh, He has a lot of respect for uh, the senior class that's ahead of him and, and, and what they've meant uh, to him throughout his career and what they've meant to this particular team. Um, so I, I don't think he would want to uh, put his personal situation and, and sort of uh, distract from them by, you know, keep, you know, talking about his situation, his future. And, of course, you know, he's asked about it. He'll, he'll answer it. And, and he's done that on a couple of occasions now, uh, talking about on Sunday after practice and then with the Vanderbilt game as well. Uh, and, and the other thing is he's he's just a college kid. He's in the moment. He'll you know he talked about bringing what two gaming systems down here. Both his uh, uh, his Nintendo. What's the, what's the uh, this yeah the Nintendo Switch and then uh, and then either his PlayStation or Xbox. I can't remember which one. You talked to him. I didn't talk to him. So 
uh, you know, he's just a college kid here having, you know, having a good time and then he'll, he'll deal with that, uh, situation. And, and, uh, like you said, Wes, uh, the, 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 the thought with Trey is if he's getting, um, and I, I do think we both believe he's submitted and requested a grade from, uh, the NFL, which is pretty standard procedure. He do, doesn't lose anything by doing it. Um, if he decides to come back for his junior year, he won't need one after next season. So, uh, most, most draft eligible most draft eligible juniors easy for me to say we'll do that Daryl Taylor and Juwan Jennings both did it last year so uh, I do believe he's probably done that and uh, and if you're Trey there's you know the factor that you talked about is is what grade is he getting and um, would a a full year a full other another full year of him playing like he did sort of down the stretch of this season how much would that help his stock could it bump it even higher uh, we all know how talented of a player he is and has shown to be uh, and the question is, is you know, and the other, the biggest factor for him is it's going to be his health situation. How is that viewed by the NFL? Because uh, I would think an NFL team could see what the plan is that that Smith and team doctors and his family and all, all those people have signed off on. The plan that they've executed this season, uh, I think an NFL team will see it and want to replicate it and think they can replicate it and take a chance on drafting a player who, you know, could be a, a you know, for all intents and purposes, a guy that that's for your a part of your franchise and an important part of your franchise for a long time. So, uh, and that's the situation that Trey needs to figure out if, if this is a, uh, you know, if there are going to be long-term questions about his health, um, does he need to go and, and get paid to play football now, as opposed to maybe, you know, coming back for another year and trying to improve where he gets drafted. So um, I, like you said, I don't, I don't think he's made a decision. I think he'll focus on that once this game is, uh, is done and dusted. And, and, and I think, you know, he'll have, he'll have conversations with Jeremy Pruitt and, uh, I think Pruitt will be frank with Trey, just like he is with with everybody on on his uh, on his football team. That's just how he is, and so uh, we'll just have to see. And and you know, this will continue to be a talking point um, as long as as uh, you know Trey hasn't made and announced a decision on what he plans to do for his future. Yeah, and I, I was mentioning this earlier. I don't, don't know if y'all heard me right now. We're sharing a mic because of uh, so, some some tech issues that we've had down here this week. But uh, I, I also brought my Nintendo Switch down here this week just in case there was some downtime. So I feel you on that, Trey Smith. But I will say that Trey Smith is an Xbox guy, not a PS4 guy. Uh, so uh, no one's perfect. Uh, the the PS4 is the much superior system, as Nigel Warrior and several uh, of the rest of us understand. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll we'll talk more about that later. I mean, you know, Trey Smith has got a decision to make, and and we'll see what he ends up doing, and 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 they'll go from there. But one other thing that's interesting before we start wrapping this up, Pat, is we didn't actually play uh, this interview in the second segment, but I had a pretty good talk with Austin Pope after Tennessee's practice on Sunday, and something interesting came up. You know, we kind of, I think, Pat, you called him the bionic man uh, because this season, it seemed like, especially toward the end, it seemed like Pope had some sort of a brace, splint, tape, cast thing on, like, every part of his body. And he was out there playing every week. He was out there doing what he could. Um, uh, But obviously, things were bothering him, and he didn't feel very good. And and I spoke with him about that after practice, and, and he told me that, he was battling a few things, uh, and one of them, the most serious one, uh, being that he told me that he's actually been playing for a good chunk of the season with a slight tear in, in one of his hamstrings. Uh, and if you've ever torn a, a hamstring, you'll know that that's 
not a comfortable thing playing ball. I did that once, and that stuff's not that stuff's not fun. Uh, you will you will have that linger for a while. That is pain every time you take a step, every time you move. It's it's not it's not comfortable, and I think that puts maybe a little bit of a different light on the season Pope's had because we knew uh, that he's had some health issues since he's been in Tennessee. He's played through most of it, uh, but for him to go out there and play through a through a hamstring tear or at least a slight one um, that that says a lot about a kid's toughness he did say he felt better uh, he did say that he expects to play better in this ball game now that he's had some time to get healthy but uh, for a guy playing with a uh, with a, a little bit of a hamstring tear that's uh that says something about a kid doesn't it yeah it says that he's probably one of the toughest guys on the team and um yeah I mean you you go out of practice and uh, Pope will have a sleeve on his leg another sleeve on his arm tape somewhere all over the place you know that's just kind of how he is he uh you know and, and he's he's you know basically an offensive lineman based you know, for what Tennessee asks him to do in the offense without how much blocking he does so he's taking a physical pounding every day in practice and every Saturday during the season so uh, and this is a guy that you, you sort of touched on it had had pretty I don't want to say serious back issues but uh he had some back injuries that required some surgery and and really sort of uh you know, he had to he had to come back from that and, and to be able to play the role he's played. He's you know he's not been perfect. He's had some games where he hasn't played great, but uh, he's been probably one of those unheralded guys that you know we we've talked about with this team all season. That uh, you know they've had guys step up at different times. They've had guys sort of quietly you know do the dirty work and 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 fill in and, and make important contributions. And he's been one of those guys that that kind of goes uh, overlooked with what Tennessee has has, has done on offense. So yeah, you know. Playing with a torn hamstring, I'm not. First of all, I'm not surprised that you had a torn hamstring because I think you've probably had every physical ailment possibly under the sun um, in your 40 years of, of living. So um, that, that's not a surprise to me. But uh, yeah, really, really tough, tough kid who's you know came to Tennessee basically as a as a high school wide receiver. I mean, he was he was out there running routes out of the slot for CAK when when they were like the Texas Tech of high school uh, football in Knoxville. So. Um, you know that, and that was what the previous staff did was they they took you know bigger wide receivers and turned them into sort of flex tight ends and for, you know for the spread offense. But uh, Tennessee's sort of shift to a little bit more of a traditional pro style, a little bit more two tight ends, all that kind of stuff. And he's put on a lot of weight and and uh, sort of become a really good blocker. That um, you know he, he he talked a little bit about it in the season. He had a, he had to sort of adjust his mindset to being that kind of guy, but uh, he's been able to do that and. Um, that's a pretty good little nugget you uncovered about him playing through uh, the through that kind of injury for a chunk of the season. Well, I'll be honest with you, Pat. I, I knew he had some kind of a hamstring issue because he was wearing, especially in practice, it was obvious that kind of band that you that you put from like your leg down to like around your foot, and it kind of keeps the hamstring a little bit tighter if you got a hamstring injury. I assumed it was just kind of a hamstring strain or something like that, but uh, uh, that says something about a kid. And you're right about the the adjustments he's had to make at this level. And, and you know, it's interesting that Dominic Wood Anderson, we know, is Tennessee's best you know, wide receiver, tight end, basically. You know, he's their best pass catcher at tight end. Uh, but he's not an excellent blocker. He, he's worked hard to get a little bit better in that area, but that's never been his strength. So, basically, when they're running the ball a lot of times, they're running it wherever Austin Pope's going. And, and I thought it was interesting that, that Jeremy Pruitt said a couple times during the season that he thought Pope had some really – 
good talent as a pass catcher, and he wanted to see them use that more. And then you wonder, well, why are they not doing that more? Well, maybe because in some ways he's not been very healthy. So so that is part of it. So there, there's something else to, to look at going forward. Uh, I'm not really sure there was anything else major that we saw at practice, so I guess we'll just go ahead and wrap up and talk about what's going to happen Monday. Uh, Tennessee's got its first uh, – one of its first, I guess, extracurricular trips um, uh, of this bowl experience on Monday. The Vols will go uh, down to uh, a naval air station on Monday afternoon, check out uh, some some warships, check out some planes, uh, talk to some of the, the, the brave servicemen and women who are – doing so much to, to, to defend our country here and overseas. And, you know, I, I think that'll be a neat experience for some of them. I don't, I think a lot of them probably be their first time on a military base of any kind. Uh, and that's kind of one of the neat, the, the neat quirks of this bowl game is that you get to make that trip and then they'll go out there for practice and do the regular practice thing. And then later on in the week, they'll be playing some, some top golf and other things. I know Trey Smith said he's not very good at golf because top golf never has a club big enough for him to swing, uh, which I which I could believe. Uh, so Tennessee's got plenty going on Monday, and as always, at the end of the day, we'll have plenty on that. We'll have some interviews. Uh, we'll, we'll have some uh, some insights or what we've seen throughout the day, have some pictures up on GoBalls 24-7. And if you've not been, you go check out the site now. We, we, we've got uh, right now, at the time we're recording this, we have one big photo gallery up with like 50, 60 photos. We'll have another one of the same size up here before I go to sleep at some point here this evening. Uh, we have these podcasts, obviously, which you're listening to. We also have uh, coverage. We have audio. We have video. Uh, we have analysis from practice, insights, observations. With Pat, you had some really good observations in that piece. So there's plenty of reasons to go to go be there, and uh, you should probably uh, be checking out the site right now. Anything else, Pat, that you noticed in practice of, of any of any uh, anything that needs to be mentioned? I guess I should say. No, I think we think we covered it pretty well. Like I said, there's there's a lot on the site. We have a uh, story from from Trey Smith. Uh, your talk with him. Uh, I I spoke with uh, Jared Garantano. He talked about getting the brace off his hand. Uh, how he's he's like having to be able to play quarterback with two hands now. Um, you know, for the first time in a while. So uh, he looked pretty good at, uh, in practice throwing early in some red zone work they did uh, on, on Sunday. So uh, got both those stories, practice highlights. You've got lots of photos from uh, their practices here. So uh, we'll have a lot of the same uh, tomorrow with uh, Tennessee on its third day and second full day here in Jacksonville. I think that's a pretty good place to leave it. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan, who will be joining us later in the week. You can get him at Ryan Callahan, 24-7 there on Twitter. You also uh, can go get, if you if you want to subject yourself to it, you can go see Grant Ramey on Twitter at twitter.com slash Grant Ramey. You can also, uh, if you want just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, sir, you want just Tennessee news all the time, we have that too. You can go to facebook.com slash goballs247 or twitter.com slash goballs247. That's just Tennessee news. That's not me sending you corgi puppies and Pat talking about John Morant and us doing all the other things that we do uh, on our personal accounts from time to time. Or if you want to drink your water directly from the source you want that delicious east tennessee mountain spring water coming straight down that beautiful smoky mountain stream you can go get that at goballs247.com where we got a lot of good deals right now on the site and if you go be a member of our site as always you get access to cbs all access 
um, the premium package. So that would be the premium package with no commercials. That would be the premium package uh, that has all uh, everything in the CBS catalog. All of the shows will be on there. Uh, a lot of the movies uh, will be on there with no commercials. You can get live SEC football, live NFL football. Uh, you'll get UEFA Champions League stuff coming up here pretty soon uh, down the road. Uh, you'll have some World Series of Poker stuff. You'll have some, some podcast stuff. Uh, and uh, if you've been noticing some of these commercials lately, uh, Picard, the uh, the new Star Trek. If you're a Star Trek fan, uh, you can get that new one, which has got some of the OG cast coming back for that. So uh, that's certainly a cool thing, and you can get all that commercial-free. So go do that. Go be a member of our site. Go get some CBS All Access while you're there. That's $100 annual value in your pocket. We're just giving you 100 bucks. We are going to take five crisp 20s from our wallet and give them and put them in your wallet every single month. So just go do that. Uh, if you don't do it, it says more about you than us, and, and I don't want to say bad things about you. So so uh, go do that. Help us help yourself. Help us help you. Pat, any final thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs>